Hey guys, welcome to episode one of The Modern Monks. This is actually a reshoot of our first episode. Um, New audio technical difficulties. Yeah, we ran into a little bit of uh, technical trouble on uh, our first recording, but we're back. Um, my name is Will Grant, and this is my boy, Eamon O'Connor. Um, we decided to start this podcast, I don't know what, six months, 12 months, six yeah. months ago. Um, we really wanted to get across um, how to implement um, a little bit of modern, a modern take on philosophy and how to, uh, to bring that into it in everyday life. We don't think philosophy is something that should just, um, you know, be reserved for, for the people. intellectuals. Yeah, or exactly. Like esteemed people. We just want real people with like day-to-day issues to be able to run with the stuff that we're talking about, implement some stuff that, you know, works true for us, you yeah. know, stuff that we implement in our days that is simple as basic, simple tasks that we can just go, you know, run through our days as well. So Couldn't agree more, man. And um, so we figured the best thing for us to do in episode one is to introduce ourselves a little bit. So I'm going to fire some questions at E um, and then he'll return fire. But just so you can get to know the big man, where he's come from, where he is now and then where he sees himself headed in the future. Um, so Eamon, you're an acupuncturist. Yep. Tell us a little bit how you how you fell into that, that line of work being a, a middle-aged Australian man. <laughs> always with the sass at the end so i probably had everyone thinks that like knowing me now that i had the most unconventional kind of upbringing and that acupuncture and chinese medicine was just a mainstay in my family but it wasn't you know i had the conventional life up until about 19 when i was training for a bodybuilding comp and i slipped two discs in my lower back and it basically leveled me because i had everything planned out i was going to do exercise sports science i was going to be a physio everything was going to go from rocking and rolling and work for sports teams and just be a fucking boss when it comes to that. But the back injury just didn't resolve itself and I was leveled. And I would go to a physio and I would go to a specialist and they would just say, you know, keep going, we'll just keep working through it and everything will be fine. Got to a point about three months in that I had excruciating pain going down my lower back, hitting the sciatic nerve and shooting down my legs and going all the way up to my spine to give me powerful, painful headaches, the back of my head. And I knew something wasn't right and the specialist told me that I would have cortisone injections, which is basically with just a therapy in which they just numb the nerves and calm everything down so you don't have the pain. Um, and he scheduled that fortnightly, monthly, and he said that would be indefinitely. So that would be the rest of my life. And I just knew that was just not the case. I knew that at 19 that this wasn't my life. So you took it in, yeah. So you literally took this into your own hands and started diving into Chinese medicine and like what you could do yeah. better to not only prepare the body for certain things, but heal the body back to its original state. 100%. And I didn't know that at the time. Obviously, all I cared about was getting better, but I knew that I was motivated by more than just being one of those people that you know no one wants to hang around with because you're just oh, always complaining about this and that. And I knew that that kind of victim mentality was just going to become part of my life if I was you know getting cortisones every week and I wasn't going to the clubs and I wasn't you know having a normal 19-year-old life. And you so, do you do love to go to the club, and I do love the dance. I definitely loved the dance back then. Now it's a little <laughs> bit more popping Rob, a different thing. Robotic, robotic. But so yeah. after diving into that, what was so? Take us through the steps now. So you discovered um, a different way to look at healing the body, a different way to keep in check with the body. Yeah. Um, what, so what's the big take home? Well, yeah, give everyone a bit of a take home from how you went to discovering acupuncture to yeah. how you dived into it like so what was the the transition there because that's really what you know we want to put across is those transitional moments that help people go from you know 
profession to passion. Absolutely. And I think everyone looks for defining moments in their lives, defining experiences. But I really felt like at that time, it was an accumulation of a lot of stuff. I was just sick and tired of people telling me that this would be a certain way forever. So I was up and open to trying something different. I didn't know what it was, but I just knew at that time that I was open for any experience. So when I went, when my friend told me to go try acupuncture, it wasn't like, oh, you know, it's weird, it's foreign, I don't want some weird thing happening to my body or anything like that. I was just like, yep, jump in, straight in, let's see what happens. What's the worst that could happen? Because the alternative was sitting on the bed, yeah, not sleeping you, at night. You already had the worst case scenario. Yeah, like, I already, I could already life of planned pain. out. Yeah. yeah, life of pain, just yeah. deal with it. This it was all there because do. they line you up to send you to pain clinics. And if everyone knows, if anyone in there listening knows what a pain clinic is, a pain clinic is where... You're in chronic pain for such a long period of time that they put you in these like Alcoholics Anonymous type circles and groups. And I'm not trying to marginalize you know, anyone who's in that or anything like that, but they put you into these systems in which you just talk about your pain, but there's no actionable steps on how to get out of it. And you can take control of your life. And I felt like that at 19 and I knew there was a plan. So when I went to go and see the acupuncturist who was actually a sports medicine practitioner uh, for a lot of local football teams um, up in Sydney, he was just like, get on the bed, let's sort this out and just do what needs to get done so you can get back and return to your life. So I got to experience it and it just dramatically changed my life. I can remember the single moment that I was like, I need to share this with the world. I need to give this to everybody. I don't know how I'm going to do that. I don't know in what capacity at that age or how I was going to do it, but I, <laughs> I just felt it. Bro. I felt it from my balls all the way to and, my eyes. And from going I mean? from 19 to what are you now? 20, 27. 20, 27, but you're on the inside, you're a 96-year-old Chinese man. I'm, I'm probably a thousand years old. I, I, froth, I froth the Asian culture. Old, old soul. Yeah. Massive old soul. Yeah. So next step from there, man. Yep. Um, you've got your own practice in yep. Tarul. Currently, yep. All right. So that's, that's your spot at the moment. What's the general pop that you treat? Like, what's your regular clientele? Like, who's your, you know, John Smith? Absolutely. So I would say, look at me kind of like your GP, but in the acupuncture alternative medicine world. So I basically treat all demographics because I can't say no to anyone who's in pain. Like the key things that I treat are chronic pain and neurological disorders because that lights me up and that's something that was so personal to my own journey. So people who have sciatic pain or chronic lower back problems or any degenerative problems. But also what I've found is also really um, life affirming is working with people with things like Parkinsonian syndromes or uh, CNS problems which is like your central nervous system problems because it's really rewarding having someone who wants their life back but they don't want the goals to you know be able to go on the dance floor like I did when I was 19 they want to go <laughs> you know what I mean they don't want to just like live it up and you know all jokes they don't need to do the worm at fever at 3am yeah to, they don't need that Wollongong lifestyle they just want to pick up their kids or go for a walk or have some semblance of their life back yeah so you're just bringing back that feeling and that you know passion to everyday life like yeah. it's um there's nothing worse and speaking from experience, I've had my fair share of um, pretty severe injuries yeah. um, due to sport. And there's nothing worse than the next day. So if you're going to visit, you know, a niece or nephew, and I'd imagine it'd be worse if it was your own child. Um, you know, you can't pick them up. You can't run in the park. You know, you can't play on the monkey bars. Yeah. So to be able to give someone back that power in the day to day, it's I reckon it's massive, man. You're doing a, an, an unreal job. Yeah. You know, bridging that gap. And it's, and it's hard, you know, a lot of public perception is it's not easy to bridge, you know, it's foreign for a lot of us to think it's more than just, you know, because a lot of people have experiences with dry needling and things like that, just local needling, local acupuncture. But it's outside of that how you feel, like you come for a spruce, right? And I'm not, I'm not saying that acupuncture is the greatest thing in the world, <laughs> but it is. 
plug. I'm just a massive proponent of it. Plug Akifit to rule. Um, but it's when something lights you up and there's something that you want to share with the world, like you got to have to kind of share it. But yeah, there's I, something about it that you kind of experience as well. And this is the thing. So, and I really want to drum this in in episode one as well because we are not here to to sell something or to push a way of life onto people. 100%. We are literally sharing experiences that both of us have had that happen to to have intertwined. Like our journeys have crossed. We get along like a house on fire. Um, there's constant sass back and so forth. Sass, but at the yeah. same time, every time we meet, we have a conversation that we're like, shit, why don't more people have these conversations? Why aren't people talking like this? Why are people just blinkers on, too afraid to look at what's going on left and right? Like, yeah. it's, you know, so it's not so much that we're saying this is the way to do things, but, you know, we're just sharing our experience. And if you can take something out of it, then fantastic. Like, we've done our job. 100% um, and that's what I think a lot of people come to me and they say oh you know sell me acupuncture and it's like I'm not trying to sell you anything get on the table get on the table it, um, it's more about finding what works for you and the only way to find what works for you is to throw yourself outside of your comfort zone because nothing happens in your comfort zone everything happens in that uncomfortable area where you're learning things where you're failing at things and you may have to try a lot of different things in your life and you have to fail at a lot of different things but when you find that one thing that lights you up, that tickles your balls, that just kind of gets your hair up in the air, you know what I mean? That's where it's at. That's, that's what the whole point of this is. And I think we're just in a lucky and fortunate point and place in our lives that we get to share this on a daily basis and we get to communicate with people on a daily basis. But what we want for ourselves, we want for everybody. And I want you to find whatever lights you up and makes you feel good. Acupuncture makes me froth. Like I... There's no two ways about it. I love it. I love the feeling that I get. But if at any point I lost that and I found something else that lit me up, I would follow that, you know, like moth to flame. I think that that kind of mentality about passions and being pain-free and having your best life, they aren't Hollywood dreams. What your dream is is pertinent and relevant to you. You can have that. And I'm sure you've experienced that too, bro. Yeah, definitely, bro. It's, um, and it's, it's, it's allowing yourself to actually connect with that ideology that is the freeing part. Yeah, you know it's all good and well for everyone to say oh yeah one day I want to do this one day I want to do that but you know the person that's connected the person that understands you know what they're feeling and why why they're drawn to something and then acting upon being drawn to something that's the person that's you know allows himself to be connected with what they want to do yeah. you know you're not you know sitting there going to bed at night dreaming of a better future you're waking up the next morning and you're putting the, pa- the pieces of the puzzle together to do that yeah. you know and that's that's the powerful thing that you know that you want to share. Um, but before we tangent off too much, another question for you. We have you. a tendency to do yeah, that. Yeah, we do have a tendency. We, uh, I'll, Bear I'll, with us, yeah, people, I'll, please. I'll pull him up. Don't worry. Yeah. The big dog's got some big <laughs> reins. Keep going. Um, yeah. So we've heard where you've come from. Yep. We know where you are. Yep. All right. What's what's next for AccuFit? What's next for Eamon O'Connor? Um, you know, summarize, you know, the next 12 to 18 months you know short short termish but you know the steps forward from here absolutely so a lot of people know that will and i are working together and and looking to build a facility um in the coming months starting from july but my goal has been and i felt it for a long time is to literally help as many possible people as i can so anyone who needs my help i'm never shying away from that opportunity to help so my goal for 12 to 18 months is literally give as much as possible and work towards that so work towards just pain-free for everybody and it can be pain-free whatever's relevant to you but for me the next goal of 12 months is to literally 
shake as many hands, meet as many people, help as many people, get people feeling what I've been lucky enough to feel, like we've been lucky enough to embrace um, and really share that with the world. So that's my 12 to 18 month goal is to, to build this facility, build not the brand, but the message, the mission statement. Yeah, that's all the of important that. thing. It's, and it's, you know, essentially it does boil down to being a brand, yeah. um, you know, and it's not a brand that's for sale. It's a brand that you can just become a part of by having that belief, having that connection and, you know, having eyes on the prize for what it is that matters to you. Yeah. Like, it's not like, oh, you know, come to Ghetto Movement or come to AccuFit. It's what makes you tick and how can you become a part of that way of thinking? You know, I think that's our our biggest thing for the the, um, foreseeable future is to get people, you know, in a space where they are confident enough to say, fuck it why can't I do this? You know, why can't I, you know, wake up from this dream and go, fuck yeah, let's do it. We're on. Like, nothing's holding me back. Yeah. You know, everyone gets a few kicks in the shins and, you know, falls a few times, but fuck. If it was easy, everyone would do it. Everyone Everyone would be chasing diamonds and silver and gold if it was easy. And I think that that's that's a classic point. I don't want a tangent off because I love a tangent, but (laughs) something kind of like really annoyed me today and I had to throw out a big expense and I reached out once <laughs> one second I reached out to Will he hit me back and leveled me back in line and oh, you need I want to share I want to share this exact experience no don't no, share no, no, no. I want to share the experience I want to share the experience so Eamon Eamon bought a car Eamon bought a Hyundai Ilo yeah and his, life. his biggest fear was that he didn't want to pay more money than he had to and he didn't want to buy a lemon didn't want to buy a lemon so he rings me and his theory behind things is that I own a van, so I obviously know something about vans. I've been vanning for a while. I don't yeah. know dick about cars. Like, <laughs> Tommy, <me> dick. <laughs> I don't know shit. You were walking around. Yeah, I walked around. I played the things. part. I played the part. So I went and, I went and tried, the, tried the van out with Eamon. We had a look. Um, you know, exactly like Eamon said, I got there. I seemed confident, which is what I do with everything in my life. I pointed. I shook my head. I should have known. Pulled my hands up to my face. I was like, oh, dunno. Um, went over to the guy and I was like, look, we ended up talking about, you know, thousand bucks, 1500 off the price. And I was like, look, this is a good deal. If this was me buying the car, I would buy it right now. Like I'd give him the cash and say, yes, sweet. Eamon's a little bit more sensitive, uh, sensible than that. So goes to the dude. He looked, do you mind if I get an independent mechanic check on it? So the dude, the end of, he's like, yeah, no worries. The dude comes, plugs his thing in, clears it, clears it and says, oh, there's a slight hissing in the turbo. Eamon rings me. Oh, there's a slight hissing in the turbo. I'm like, what do you want me to do about that? What do you want me to do with this information about the hissing in the Something. turbo? It rings Hyundai. Hyundai say, could be cheap, could be 6K. Eamon <laughs> sends me the message today going, like, so he's bought the car. At this stage, he's bought the car. That's it. Sends me the message and says, um, so it's going to cost $2,943 to finish, to fix. To fix. To which my response is, I wonder how they come up with that figure. Like forty-three dollars when yeah. you're dealing in thousands now. Not bring your friend off the cliff, <laughs> off the you know, <laughs> off the edge. Come on, guy, let's play guitar and chill out together. To which Eamon replies, I don't know, parts and labour. And I said, Yeah, yeah, I understand where they would get it from, but I'm like, I wonder how they landed on three, like forty-three dollars and not three thousand dollars. And Eamon goes, Yeah. I don't know, but now the cars cost me about nineteen five, which is way more than we wanted to pay. To which I respond, look, you made a decision in life 
you have to deal with the consequences that now follow. If life wasn't teaching you lessons, it would be boring. My exact terminology was it would be like Usain Bolt competing in the Paralympics. It wouldn't be a race, all right? There's, there's no comparison. So life, you need to take those knocks. You need to make bad decisions. So then you have a lesson learned. You have a story to tell. You have an experience. Yeah. yeah. You know? So you're basically saying the car's a lemon, but I get the opportunity to make lemonade. Yeah. That's what you're you, saying, you, there's lemonade, baby. There's Just lemonade, a little bit mate. of sugar, yeah. a bit of ice. Mix that shit up. Yeah, if I don't go into the debt, I'll be making lemonade. <laughs> I see my stand. But yeah, I just I, the reason why we wanted to delve into that is that you need people around you that will check you back into it. You need to have friendship circle, family, community, and I feel like that's what we're trying to cultivate. That's our mission statement. That, and I wasn't allowing you to push the blame on me. Yeah, exactly. And he was trying to deflect successfully. Very successfully. Yeah. But let's, let's swing it back. Let's swing this little pendulum back because I would love to hear... Like about the man kind of sitting in front of me today. So a lot of people know Wilbur G. A few of you, a few of us know him as Dizzy Discount, Frosted Discount. No, Any opportunity no to get something for free. Discount. Anytime, anytime he wants to run anything, he gets something for free. He wants to run a workshop, can't be bothered driving up Princess Highway. So what does he do? Brings a bloke down here, runs his own workshop. Yeah, that's just how he stuff. It's just gets stuff done. So for the people who don't know you, would love to hear a little bit about how you got to this point, why you're here and where you're going from here. Yeah, and it's a story um, It's a story I really like to tell as well because I was in that, um, like straight up, I was, a, I was an electrician, um, played football, played a lot of sports, but I was in that sort of, I'll call it a little bit self-destructive in the sense that, you know, we were grinding out, you know, 60 to 80 hour weeks most weeks um, and then, you know, we'd drink and party as much as we could in that space. But then we'd also show up to train six days, a, six days a week under a barbell, no stretching, no mobility work, um, no prep. It's just show up, grind out an hour session, um, leave, go to the pub, eat crappy food, um, you know, wake, go to bed at after midnight, wake up at six, go to work for 10 hours, rinse and repeat. Um, you know, I consider myself lucky because I had a string of horrible injuries. Between the age of 20 and 25, I had three major shoulder surgeries. One was a, one was a ruptured pec and I dislocated my shoulder, I think 13 or 14 times in total and had two Ricos. I've now got um, two screws uh, running through my shoulder um, to make sure that the socket doesn't slip and dislocate again. So that was a big eye-opener for me. Um, on looking after your body and I mean that lesson always takes a long time to sink in um, and you know it took me three bites of the cherry to cotton onto the fact that I wasn't treating my body well um, and you know I started practicing yoga that made a huge difference in um, in everything really it made a huge difference in my confidence across the board like to do with training physically um, you know even mentally I was dealing with my emotions a lot better um, and I started putting the pieces of the puzzle together and, you know, yoga was a pretty big part of that puzzle. Um, from there, I started to transition towards practicing more. Then I had the opportunity to teach and I absolutely frothed on that. My first class sucked ass, completely forgot what I was doing, choked up my words. Um, you know, fortunately, I had people encourage me to go back and try it again and again. Um, so I went and completed my yoga teacher training. Um, 
and yeah it just it sunk in and it's you know I realized not everyone has the same mindset but as soon as I enjoyed it like that I was like I'd love to open my own yoga studio mm. I'd froth on that and then I discovered hand balancing and started frothing on that so I moved into more of the um, Ido Portal style movement training um, lots of handstands lots of florio cartwheels um, you know dance acrobatics anything that was like you know moving and in just you know getting the body into foreign shapes and ghetto movement was born um, two years ago a week a week or two ago um, so and if, if we if we unpack that was there one culminating experience or there was one interaction with someone or something particularly that mo- motivated and pushed that movement passion because obviously you were tradie beforehand yeah still am now and I, I like I enjoy working on the tools I like the the experience I love you know a bit of job site banter um, and everything there was no I never hated what I did um, but I knew I couldn't do it for the rest of my life I knew I didn't want to be you know that and no offense to these guys like you know you're in this position whether you want to be or not then that's completely on you but I never wanted to be that guy that was 40 plus still going to work on the tools kicking stones hating being there um you know that I just I know saw that and every day you turned up to the job you saw those guys I never wanted to be one you know and like I do one or two days a week here and there um bit extra pocket money help out the boys and honestly it's nice to do something different yeah um and but it's a completely different attitude like I roll out of bed now at 4am and you know I'm frothing ass to come and teach an early class and then I go to work for a day and I don't mind it um but I just knew that that wasn't for me long term yeah didn't want to know about it you know there had to be something else and I just stumbled across yoga yeah yoga and movement and who doesn't have a new hobby and go oh I wonder if I can make that a job yeah and if you don't then you probably should like but what do you, what do you think okay that's that's a really interesting thing you just touched <laughs> on right tangent. no you didn't, you didn't <laughs> tangent, but that's like perfect so a lot of people you flirt with the idea of something and your mind wanders right like oh my personal trainer is pretty average but I kind of like personal training and I've been helping a couple of my friends do something why don't I get my PT certificates why don't I do this well, I've gone to a few yoga classes the chick up front looks like she's having a blast. You know what I mean? She's just running a couple of classes and goes home. What do you think that, what do you think stopping people and what didn't stop you is that crossing that line and being like, I think I can monetize this. I think I can make this into a profession and ghetto and this big thing that it is now. Man, I honestly think dumb luck would be definitely a big factor. But I don't know. I just, I don't see any barriers to the way life should be lived like um you know is that that expression like stay in your lane like fuck it i'll take up the whole road yeah i don't care um we're making a podcast you know it's something catches my attention i enjoy it i think okay if i enjoy it a lot how can i do more of it and if that's going to take up time that I should be earning money, how can I now earn money doing that thing? Mm-hmm. You know, um, and I, d- I just think too many people put a ceiling on what they're capable of and what they're qualified to do. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm seeing in a lot of um, books that I'm reading at the moment, uh, one in particular is Russell Brunson. And he talks about how you know, the greatest achievements he's made to date. And like, he's a millionaire. He makes a million dollars a day. 
um, he, he talks about the biggest achievements he's made. Sorry, excuse me. Are the ones that he stepped out of his lane, dabbled in something that was completely out of his territory and completely out of his right to do, and it comes off. Yeah. Because when you do step out of your lane, you bring a fresh perspective to the to the lane that you're now in. Yeah. And then when you come back to your lane, you have a new experience to try and adapt to where you're comfortable. So, you know, blow the lid off the ceiling, blow the roof off the ceiling, and just just expand. Dip your toes into as many things as you can. If it fails, awesome. You've learned a way that it's not going to work. Yeah. You know, and that's the biggest thing is everyone's like, oh, what if I fuck up? What if I don't make it? Yeah. Like, what if you don't make what? But you also that recognition that that I think it's, even as that Tony, Tony Robbins quote, it's like, you know, people overestimate what they can do in a year and underestimate what they're going to do in a decade. Like, you can, if you plan out your year and you want to do a million different things, yeah, chances are you probably won't do a million different things. You'll just do a few things averagely, get disappointed and just go hang back on the couch and not go out. But there's the expectation that when you go to something and try it new, that you're instantly going to be good at it just because it kind of lights you up. But I enjoy going to yoga, but I'm pretty shithouse. Like if anyone looks at any of my the photos, I'm like, thanks, Will, for being my coach, my mentor. Or I'm like, thanks, thanks, Has, for teaching me some handstands and mobility stuff. And you look at it, you're like, I don't think he can do anything. Is he touching his toes yet? Like what's going on? But it's a journey. It's not. <laughs> it's a journey. Know, it's man. a long, drawn-out journey too. Yeah. Um, it's, it's it's one of those things as well. Like, just a spoiler alert for life to everyone listening and watching. There's no magic fucking pill. Like, if you want anything, you have to put in the hard yards. Like, you have to put in the work. You need to find something that you do enjoy because if you don't enjoy it, you're gonna quit, and it's a waste of your time. Yeah. All right, so I think that's that's a very important thing to take on board. Like, there yeah. is no magic fix, and if you like what you're doing, do more of it. Mm. If you don't, fuck it off and start again. Like, yeah. it's the Gary V quote. Like, it's it's 2018. You can literally do anything you want. You can find a job for whatever you want, and if it doesn't exist, make one. Yeah. Simple. Yeah. And this is not this is not kind of like something we can easily spout and just say, oh, it's it's easy for us. It comes naturally for us. Therefore, it should come easy and naturally to you. If you're introverted or you're extroverted, you have the same opportunities. If you've had hardships in your life, if you have things that are preventing you from spending, you know, twenty hours a week training or doing anything like that, and you can only have time to do an hour of training, then do the hour of training. Do everything that you can within your capacity to do to the best of your ability and not beat yourself up. And I think that's one of the most critical things when, when someone comes to me and they say, I really want to get better, I want to feel better, but I can't come you know, twice a week or three times a week. And I say, well, the best results are going to come from that consistency. And then they say, yeah, but I really, really want to get better. And I say, okay, let's work around this. Let's work around what you're capable of doing. So you come in once and you do all your homework outside of things, you're going to be in a better position. You know? Yeah, I couldn't agree more, man. And I think, you know, that's a it's a perfect spot to sort of tie a knot on our conversation today because that's what we're here to do. We our message is that exactly. That every experience that you get is one that you can learn from and one that you can build from. Yeah. So and like E just said, 
you know, you can find those things that you do like doing. And if you can only fit in an hour of it here and there, that's fine. That's what it's going to be for now. Short term, you're happy with that. Long term, you build, you build, and then all of a sudden, you're the king of the castle. You've got everything the way you all of a sudden planned it, only to find out that now you want to change lanes. You know, it's that constant search for fulfillment that realistically, you're probably never going to find, but you just need to be okay with that. And moving forward and enjoying the journey from A to B to C, and if you live long enough, all the way down to Z. Yeah, which we plan on doing. Fountain of Youth is a real thing. Which we're going for. Magic Pill might not be real, but <laughs> Fountain of, the Fountain youth, of is youth is real. If I've seen Paris of the Caribbean, it's definitely real. It's epic. All right, man. I reckon that's um, that's a wrap for our first one today. Um, thanks for being patient with the release of episode one, guys. We hope you enjoyed it as much as us. Um, I want to thank Eamon from AccuFit um, and the supportive community that is Ghetto Movement um, and our homies at Definition Fitness um, downstairs for always being abiding and supportive in there we also want to say that anyone who's listening that has absolutely any questions or anything like we're going to put reference uh notes at the end of each podcast you'll be able to find on our modern monks podcast instagram page so any books that we reference any people that we talk about we're going to have links to to these people so you can uh listen into them read more about what we're talking about um and if you have any questions please direct it to us um this is an open forum it's not a lecture we haven't figured out life if there's something that you know that we don't know and that we can share with the greater community and the people that are listening in please drop your knowledge bombs here because this is where we want to cultivate that so from both of us lots of love we hope to see you soon for episode two but this is episode one signing off peace and love legends love you guys